Welcome to Keeping Curious, the podcast that explores creative living through conversations with artists, designers and anyone in between. So whether you're just starting out, feeling stuck or a little lonely in the studio, I'm here to keep you company and keep you curious. Today I'm joined by Rebecca Kelly um, and this is our first catch-up episode and it's been over a year (laughs) since we last recorded so I just wanted to catch up with Beck and see how things are going and what's happened over the last kind of 12 months or so. So in preparation for this episode I listened back to our conversation Mm. Mm. and the first thing that we kind of talked about was what creativity means to you Mm. and you explained it really well in the sense of kind of being more accepting of creativity as a way of life rather than the finished art product yeah do you still feel like that I definitely do. I just don't know that I'm doing it very well. <laughs> <laughs> you're not embracing it as no, a philosophy. Not really. No, no, not at the moment. Well, you're still doing quite a lot of finished art products. Yes. So, do yeah. you still feel like you are being creative? I do very much so, but I think it is slightly different when you start to take it a bit more seriously in some yeah. ways because I am more proud of the finished product, I think. And I'm treating it much more as as a business. Yeah. Um, of me being a more serious artist, if you like. Um, and I have got much more of a gallery product than than I ever did. But I think you then do start to think about it in a slightly different way because you're doing a gallery product. You've got to think about sizing. You've got to think about framing. You've got to think about packaging and how you're getting it there. And it becomes a lot more of the practical as well. And I think basic market appeal. When you're thinking of a gallery, you can't just be on a whim and say, I want to draw X. You have to think of it in terms of composition and what will sell. and... And it's trying to think of collections and things as well because when I've gone into a couple of new galleries that they are looking to essentially give me a wall where it's a case that I've got to build all the pieces to work together and sit with each other and whereas before I might have just thought I'm going to just do this today or I'm going to go on this size you have actually got to structure it in a slightly different way so I think when you're not just doing it for yourself it's got a different level of creativity yeah i think there's probably almost a design element to it because you have got to think about how everything works together and how you're going to logistically do things yeah um so i think probably my own personal creativity is still in a slightly different way um to the business side really i guess yeah because one of the things i think that we could maybe catch people up on because obviously i know but with your work when we did the conversation last time, mm. you were very much charcoal. Yeah. You'd started doing a little bit of black and white ink yeah. work and you wanted to go into colour. Yeah. 12 months down the road, you changed quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, completely. I think, I, I forget probably how much growth there has been with that in a very short space of time. And I think a lot of that has been me really pushing myself creatively I suppose and a lot of late nights a lot of lot of hours doing things and to really push to see what I want to get out of it and to try and get something that I'm really proud of and I think a lot of that was 
um, a confidence part from where I started and, and what I was doing with charcoal work. And charcoal is still very much um, an element of my work at the moment. Everything will have charcoal in, but it, t it tends to be layered on top of watercolour and with inks, and it's become a lot more mixed media, a lot more in depth. Um, but it has just developed and developed, I suppose. So it's still a wildlife theme, um, but in a very different way to it probably was 12 months ago. Yeah, but you still feel like you're focusing on wildlife as a kind of genre. Yeah, yeah, for the time being. So I think that there's so much more that I want to do with exploring that. I think that's always going to be a base. Um, I think eventually I might venture out to that a little bit. Um, there's some as always there's ideas in my head that I, I want to get to explore but I think it'll probably be more of a change of um maybe a change to canvas possibly uh bigger. what I'm doing possibly bigger I'm restricted on space which is my problem and frustration at the moment so the thing is that is what we go back to talking about is certain things put restrictions on that creativity of what you can do because it's affording the right materials yeah. it's having the right space it's having the time and I think I know that I've got certain stages of where that creativity is now and then ideas that I know I probably can't tackle for five years or ten years but I quite like that fact because I know those are all areas that are going to grow with me yeah and it isn't just something that you go i want to achieve this you do it and then it's finished so if it's space that's your current frustration mm. you feel like that's the limiting factor mm. would you consider having a studio because we had a good chat last time about how you didn't feel creative in that space um i think that's possibly again i think that was also a confidence part because i think as soon as you say you've almost got a studio and you've got a proper space then you're a serious artist and i probably <laughs> consider myself to be um and I, I don't really and i think that is part of my problem but i do see a studio really as somewhere that is a permanent structure for you to be in every single day it's like a second home mm. and i would want to treat it as that and i think at the moment i am still juggling lots of different things as we all do to kind of make life work and I don't feel like I've got the time and commitment to be fully studio set up everything done in that way so I think again that'd be part of my sort of maybe five year aim to do and get to yeah um and build build up to that really I look forward to seeing it <laughs> with the thick oils that we talked about as well. I'd love to. I'd absolutely <laughs> love to. Um, but yeah, that doesn't work at the moment. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair enough. So one of the things that we had a quick chat about was your kind of current setup. Um, and a year ago, you were working full time. Mm -hmm. You'd started a cake business yeah. and you were taking commissions. Yeah. And although you were doing a few bits of wildlife, you were doing mainly kind of animal pet commissions yeah. and things like that. That's kind of how it yeah. all started. So you've got a lot of plates spinning at the moment. Yeah. How are you dividing your time now and how do you decide when you're focusing on your gallery work? Um it, it's it's just trying to balance the timetable as much as as much as I can. I've got a um, part-time job and then I do have sort of different self-employment streams and things as well. 
I think with the artwork, again, it will always be the case that I tend to go to it more in the evening than anything because that's just naturally when I feel more inclined to do it. Even if I've got the whole day to myself, I might tinker around a little bit, but majority of the time it'll be more once we've had dinner and the kids are in bed that's when i will start and i am a bit of a night owl with it um so really it is becoming a bit like you know the the day job and the the night shift (laughs) um but in a really good way because that is then the switch off from anything else you're doing and quite a solitary time i suppose um that helps with the shift to a more creative mind rather than in the day when you're juggling a lot of things or you've got so many different bits of bobs going on i think by the time evening comes around you can properly switch into a different gear which you do need to do that's the problem is you've got to be in that right mindset Mm. one of the things that came up was that you like being busy yeah that hasn't changed (laughs) (laughs) do you still like it though or is it just where you are no i do i do I, i do need time to myself in some ways but quite often that is my art time that is a headspace away as well um but i like to be constantly on the go i think there's a difference between stressful on the go and having a lot of projects that you enjoy every single one and you're keeping yourself active and busy and inspired in which whichever environment you're in yeah and being challenged but having that balance so even if it's lots of different projects like if you're excited by each one of them it doesn't matter which project you're working on that day yeah and I think that's where I'm getting to it's still always a, a balancing act getting to that point but all the different pots of my life I am really inspired by and it stops it being a stressful kind of busy and makes it an enjoyable and fulfilling kind of busy Mm. so how do you protect yourself from burnout or any tips that you found along the way that help you manage looking after lots of exciting projects I don't think I have any because I don't think the majority of the time I don't do it very well. I, think <laughs> I, I tend to get to a point of near burnout and then realise and then I'll back it off again. I think it's self-awareness more than anything. I think it's just understanding your own limits and when you are taking it too far and not allowing yourself to go past it. I think the good thing about having multiple projects is that you can start to juggle and manoeuvre things around when you do feel that kind of pressure and you have taken it too far so I try and make sure that I'm not giving myself loads of ridiculous deadlines at once they've got no got very busy um couple of weeks with one thing that I'll ease off on the other thing and try and work it like that because if if everything came at once then I would struggle (laughs) (laughs) um and one of the questions that I really liked your answer to last time, just because I like finding out what people are interested in, is what are you currently curious about? Last time you'd said you watched a documentary about Under Rome, oh, yeah, which was amazing. So is there anything you've seen, read um, recently that's kind of got you curious? To be honest, I think that's that's the only thing with everything that I'm doing at the moment that I'm feeling like I am reading and doing any kind of exploratory stuff less and less and less because 
over the amount that my head has got on as it is. So I think that's almost my next stage of balancing is finding points where none of it is work yeah. and I can actually read more and watch more and getting the balance for that because at the moment I think I find majority of interesting things seem to come from my children at the moment and that's all right <laughs> conversations about the shortage of bees and what they're doing about it and my daughter giving me loads of ridiculous animal facts and all this kind of stuff which is then what fills up my brain instead of anything that's properly useful <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you could do some artwork about bees <laughs> Um, so what advice have you kind of taken on, learnt from over the last year? Because obviously you've grown and developed a lot Mm. in 12 months. Kind of, we were just on the beginning of a journey when we spoke last time. You're now in how many galleries? There's quite a few. Yeah, about half a dozen. Yeah, half a dozen galleries. So kind of how are you navigating that and how... If you could go back and to when we were having that conversation, mm. is there anything you'd do differently? Or I, I think in a lot of ways, I wish I could have been a little bit more organised and a bit calmer about it all. I tend to throw everything into the pot and throw everything at it and just hope that it works. Um, because it tends to come from passion and excitement and then sometimes I don't step back and organise it all in the right way. However, I think if I hadn't have thrown myself into it completely and just kept swimming, then I probably would have had too much time to worry about what I was doing. Mm. And my head would have probably stopped me from doing it. Yeah. I think I wouldn't really do anything too differently to what I've done now. I would like to be able to probably dedicate more time solely to the artwork and I hope that I get to that point but at the moment I quite like the the juggle and Mm. I quite like being able to get different things from different parts of myself I suppose we talked about that last time as well you were saying that how much you kind of enjoyed that business side for you and that's why you thought you'd lean towards design rather than fine art um, because it had that kind of yeah. element to it and that commercial yeah. thing so it makes sense that you still enjoy yeah. the juggle yeah um but I was just wondering like how you've approached galleries would you approach more how how do you get to put your work yeah. out there are you cold calling or is it a friend of a friend and keeps women and um I, I think from you know being in the industry for long enough I know which galleries I like and have, have sort of liked the feel of their artists and what they're doing and where I'd fit I think it's very much something that you need to look at is being realistic about where your work does fit in and how it looks with everything else and if they are going to be interested in you I think I've learned how to probably approach galleries in a different way um, I tend to probably email them first with examples of uh, a handful of examples of the best of my recent work and a bit of info about me um and I, I don't really like to hound people too much so it's a case of throwing a bit of a fishing net out there with places that you like and seeing what comes back and I've had some really really good 
galleries recently that I've got involved with who are fantastic and very much seeing it as a partnership and you realise that which galleries you're working with and that partnership is very very important um, because otherwise you can spend a lot of time and energy on the wrong places the wrong things and it will just mean that you're chasing your tail yeah and I think that I, it wasn't in our conversation but in one of the podcast conversations we talked about kind of rejection as a proof that you've tried mm. but I think actually what you're kind of saying and from what I've kind of gathered is it's so much more about your structured approach because if you're trying desperately to put your work in somewhere that just it won't work yeah. it won't fit yeah. you're going to have rejection after rejection yeah. it doesn't actually mean that your work's no yeah. good it, it just yeah. means it hasn't found the right outlet yeah. And I've I've completely gone down that you know I I've, I started off probably throwing the the net out a bit too wide really I think especially when you don't have a confidence in your work, and then I've realised more and more what my style is where my art would fit and having a lot more confidence in my approach but yes a structured approach in where you're looking at and why. Um, that definitely seems to be working an awful lot better because the thing is you mm. could have you could have 40 people that you're working with but nobody's taking it that seriously and you've got bits of work flying around everywhere you don't know what's going on and you're just juggling too many plates or you could have a few really really good partnerships that you work closely together and it's the right thing for both of you because mm. ultimately they've got to get something out of you as well yeah. and they've got to feel that they've got enough of your time and attention that you're worth their gallery space but I've definitely had my fair share of rejection with things well and quite often it was stupid mistakes at the beginning like galleries that I didn't particularly realise were just um say seaside we only look after cornish artists or whatever it might it's not always clear and you don't yeah. know that that's what you're approaching um so that and there's also a case that for a lot of galleries they've only got so much space and if they've already got representation of two or three wildlife artists i've had it quite often of we absolutely love your work but we we can't take on another wildlife artist because we need something in a different genre and you can't completely change who you are, what work you do to fit that place. You've got to have a confidence in your product and that you will find the right retailers, right outlets mm. for it. And I think that fits to every type of creativity as well. Like you get it with writers it's mm. and musicians. It's, it's not that scattergun approach. It's better to, as you say, yeah. get a handful of people that care about yeah. you, that share the same mission, yeah. that want to be in a partnership and that you enter it as a mutual yeah. agreement, then it is to, it, it's great to have the big names and mm. say, I'm represented mm. by X, yeah. but if that's not going to serve you, you are better with the smaller. And Well, I think I also like feeling that a gallery has got confidence in me and that they're working for me as well. Like um, I've just had an email before I, I came out, and it's for a gallery event... Um, on July the 4th as an independent artist event and the gallery is absolutely fantastic very very on it 
and they are looking at complete deadline dates, what the collection's going to be, making sure that you've got it in for the, you know, whenever. And I find that fantastic because it gives me a kick yeah. up the arse to go, okay, I have actually got to do this by this, this date. This is what I'm going to make for it, and this is and when I'm going to do it. And they are focused, and I don't want to let them down. And sometimes when you can meander through a little bit, you, you will. <laughs> you could you could do with that kick up the arse because I think we all throw ourselves into things so much that when you do reach that almost burnout and you pull yourself back a bit, sometimes you need another kick to get started again. Yeah. I think it's very difficult in self-employment and particularly in anything creative to keep that constant flow oh, yeah. and not... Well, yeah, it, it is... I suppose maybe it is just ebb and flow and you have to go with it, but it's not a constant... No, because obviously like, I've transitioned into kind of self-employment and I'm trying to navigate my own diary and I find the easiest way for me to do it is to like have one fair a month yeah, and to focus on that yeah. and then build stock around it and yeah. do drawings for it, promotions for it yeah, and then next month I've got the next deadline. Yeah. So I'm never going more than kind of three weeks mm-hmm. without knowing exactly what needs yeah. to happening because without that, and I have had months where that structure isn't mm-hmm. there, it is tough to kind of put that creative hat on and go, yeah. well, what shall I do today? Yeah. It is nice to say it's 4th of July yeah. and it's this that gallery and for. I need to do this size. and Yeah, and I, I think it can sound like a negative, but it's not. It's, no. It is a really good thing. And I, I think that's why I've definitely seen a lot more structure from you and how you're approaching it probably than I do is because you're doing the fairs and approaching it in that way which is something that I thought of doing but my lifestyle just doesn't work yeah. with with doing it I think I've got two children of school age where they want to see me at weekends and it didn't work with why I wanted to be self-employed really mm. but when you've got work just going to galleries and it sells at different paces and it's you haven't always got that kick because you haven't got the monthly focus that you're talking mm. about of this fair this fair this fair and the other thing i suppose with having a handful of small galleries as much as they're working for you they equally don't want to be overloaded it's not like you can just go i'm going to do a delivery to all of them every no. month and they're no. going to have this this and this because a lot of small galleries it's a difficult market yeah that work can be there for quite a while yeah and they'll be doing everything in their power to try and move yeah. it but it could take a while, so they, exactly. they're not going to want your next batch mm. until they ask for it. And especially as a new artist, I think that's what I've had to really come to a realisation of this year, is thinking about it in that way of, I might feel like I've been doing this for quite a while, but to everybody else, I'm completely new to the galleries, nobody knows who I am, it takes a while for those kind of things to bed in. And that's why I think I'll be probably in a completely different situation in another year's time with it or another year's time because I think the art market is quite slow in that way I Mm. don't think you tend to find that things just go ping and you sell hundreds of hundreds of things at night just doesn't happen (laughs) there's a different build whether you're doing it completely independently and selling on social media and websites and through fairs that's a slow build you've got to especially with sort of online reviews that kind of thing people rely on that and in galleries people are looking what other people are buying what's going on it is really funny because when with my first fair i did all my prints and i worked out all the costings and i was like well if i take this much i'm going to make x Mm. rubbing my hands together going Mm. wonderful Mm. 
you obviously sell about 10. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't sell yeah. your whole stock's yeah. worth. And it was just a real kind of wake-up call of there's potential yeah. and then there's reality. Yeah. And it's like, I know that when I focus on stock and framed artwork and this, that and the other, that has the potential to make me mm. X. But the reality is probably about 10% of mm. that because it's driven by the market. It's mm. As you say, it's, it's a slower market. People don't need artwork. Mm. They're not going to buy it in bulk. Mm. They're not going to suddenly wake up and say, I need everything you've ever made. Yeah. So it is a kind of adapting to that mm. change. And I think that's why so many people do have the kind of part-time jobs yeah, to oh, guarantee absolutely. the income absolutely. and to keep it yeah. kind of ticking along. Um, because you can you can have some great months, mm. but you can also have some really quiet months. And I think I know with that, the more that I saw any quiet months and I started to worry... I wouldn't enjoy that creativity and I wouldn't enjoy the freedom of it because I would just feel panic panic and pressure and for me that wasn't worth it Mm. um and the fact that I also when I I, when I sat back to really make a decision of if it was something that I was going to do on a full-time basis and I was doing well I'd got the potential to be able to do it like that I also had to think if it was the right thing for me to do it on a full-time basis because it sounds really idyllic and what everybody would dream of doing but I also knew for me I'd find it too isolating and too much of a roller coaster and probably too emotional because you put yourself into that artwork and and you know as you said rejection is tough or slow months can be tough Mm -hmm. and I still wanted to enjoy it at the end of the day and I think actually having a bit of a day job and that allows me to get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Yeah. So, little prediction hat on. Mm. When we have our chat next year, that I'll begrudgingly get a date from you. Mm. <laughs> um, where do you think your work's going? Is there something you want to play with? You said about larger, but maybe because of the restrictions of the space, mm. that's not going to be possible. For the first time, I have to say, I, I actually don't know. Um, I don't like not having a particular plan about where it's all going, and I normally can very much see this is what I want to achieve with it, and this is where I want to go. I actually don't, in some ways, I feel like I need to step back a bit and just experiment more, to play more, to have opportunity to do that, and to see where else it's going to go because. The thing is, for me, this isn't a short-term thing. This is like the very, very tip of a long-term career for me that I hope will probably get more and more full-time and when my mindset is in the right place for it so that I can continue doing it into retirement. And that is who I am, and I, I don't want to never have it. Um but what exactly the plan is for the next year with it, I don't know. I'm not trying to approach loads more galleries or anything because I know I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. I want to stick with the galleries that I've got that are very good, they're looking after me very well and I'm just starting to build on those relationships and I think that's where I've got to focus for now and produce the best work that I can for them and see where it goes with those few galleries. Exciting. Um, and just keep building it really yeah well i look forward to our next year chat thank you the on official 
um because I think it is quite an exciting time to be and I think that maybe you do need to carve out that bit of time in the diary to Mm. experiment yeah um because it sounds like you've got a bit more balance in your practice it means that but it it feels like the art side has become more structured so maybe you just need to have the play time yeah Uh, yeah I think that that's essentially true and I think if I can keep with the deadlines that I'm being given and and all that kind of stuff and then just mark out a little bit of time to develop that would be fantastic um it's just trying to find time (laughs) as always (laughs) well brilliant well I've really enjoyed our chat and our catch up and I hope you guys did too so thank you Rebecca thank you (laughs) 